0: Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and I am your host. The Ghost Corps was a radio show that aired in 1934, featuring the adventures of K.C. Smith, a freelance diplomat who worked for a secret organization in the Near and Far East. The show was based on the stories of Dennis Humphrey, a British journalist who had traveled extensively in the region. The episode you're going to hear is entitled Contact, and it was the second episode of the series broadcast on December 2nd, 1934. In this episode, Casey Smith is sent to Baghdad to contact a mysterious man named Muhammad Ali, who has vital information for the Ghost Corps. However, he is pursued by enemies who want to stop him at any cost. Along the way, he meets a beautiful woman named Amira, who may or may not be trustworthy. The episode is full of suspense, action, and intrigue as Casey Smith tries to complete his mission and escape alive. Thank you for listening to Heirloom Radio. I do appreciate the support.
1: Knives of El Melik, a story of freelance diplomacy, intrigue, and mystery in the Far East. KC Smith, member of the Ghost Corps, an organization of freelance diplomats in the Far East, has been sent by his chief, C.D. Baker, to Aswan one to break up the projected uprising of desert Arab tribes under the leadership of the wily Melik Pasha, sheikh of the warlike Beshawin tribe. K.C., the one man in all Egypt who knows what is going on behind the scenes of political intrigue in the near and far east, has left the Ghost Corps headquarters and returns to his hotel in Cairo. He finds that his room has been searched in his absence and, embedded in the headboard of the bed and pinning thereto a cryptic warning message, is a Beshawin Arab knife. The warning reads: Thou art unacquainted with the cure for the bite of a scorpion yet thou art foolhardy enough to place thy hand in a snake's den. Tonight we find Casey Smith in direct disregard to the warning, leaving the Nile River Thema at the dock at Aswan.
2: bag. The Effendi goes to the Grand Hotel? No, to the Sean Bazaar.
3: Hearing is obeying Effendi. Look, Mustafa. There, the Effendi leaving the dock. Uh. Had your knife not missed its mark in caro yesterday, we would not have our work to do over again.
1: This time, Mustafa's blade shall drink deep. Oh,
3: fool. You have failed once. Leave him to me, Hassan.
2: I shall not fail. Then follow,
1: and may Allah guide your hand. I await you at the coffee house of Yes
2: Shep, I'll take the bag now. The house I visit is nearby.
3: The attendee wishes.
2: Yeah, the copper for your trouble. And peace be with you.
3: May Allah increase your goods, master, and to you peace.
1: Tingling unobtrusively with the colorful throng moving along the street of the Shan Bazaar, Casey presently arrives at a narrow, dark entrance. Quickly he vanishes inside. A moment later, from a darkened latticed window of the Ghost Corp quarters, he closely watches the all-too-casual actions of a native in the street below.
2: Hmm. I wonder if that fellow down there is my contact. Almost too casual in his actions. Still, Selim said he would come. Um, um, for the love of Allah, ah, beggars, the watchdogs of Egypt. The glamour of the East. Yeah. Smells, filth, intrigue, plots and counterplots. That's the glamour of the Orient. That's strange. Code. And that fellow down there is still watching. Yeah. I wonder...
3: Da... Mean? A voice from the tomb, from one who casts no shadow? Aseb. G7.
2: Come in. Close the door. Well, father of foul smells, so you're G7, eh? No, I don't suppose you understand English. It, uh,
3: it is unnecessary to reframe your query into Arabic, I see. Huh? I speak English, also French and German, when occasion demands. <laughs> well, that's better. Selim
2: didn't tell me you were a linguist. However, if you're a member of C.D. Baker's shadowy ones... What is the seal of the ghost corps?
3: The hand of Fatma.
2: And where is it to be found?
3: Burned in the flesh beneath the left arm. Oh, let me see it. It is here, Effendi.
2: Look. Good. I show you its duplicate. You see? Right. And you are Ali, eh?
3: I am Ali. And you, Akasi Shmit. G4. I am to place myself under your orders.
2: Right. Selim told me you'd come to me here.
3: Now, uh, are you certain you've not been followed? Can <laughs> the jackal, track with Cheetah, Effendi? Oh.
2: Well, nevertheless, there was a man lounging in the doorway of the house opposite when you perched yourself on my doorstep. Uh, I'm certain he was watching this house. Did you happen to notice
3: him? A Beshawin, a follower of Melik Basha.
2: Well, I came here openly
3: enough. When the presence left the Cairo boat this morning, the Arabs stood near the landing, waiting and watching He followed you to this house.
2: Then they probably trailed me from Cairo. Are you sure he didn't see you when you came in? I am certain.
3: Tell me, Ali, is Melik Pasha in Aswan? There are none who have seen him. It is said that because of an ailment, he remains in his tent in the Beshawin country, from where he exchanges words with a woman here in Aswan as to the progress of his plans.
2: So, who is this woman?
3: She is known as the Shahzadi Amira... (laughs) So, that's true.
2: I wonder if it can be this.
3: You spoke, Bendy?
2: No, no, nothing, Ali. Have you uh,
3: have you seen this woman? Aye. And perhaps the presence has heard the name, uh, knows the woman?
2: Oh, perhaps I do. It was several years ago that I saw her. She was then a girl of 19, but... Uh, oh, it must be an error in identity. It can't be the same... Egypt is full of women named Amira. Uh,
3: This one would be no more than 23. And she is as beautiful as the stars when only one shines in the
2: heavens. (laughs) You're a poet, my friend. But uh, how is it that a daughter of a Tessalot sheikh and that bloodthirsty old villain Malik Pasha are Uh, working... The
3: story came to me like a desert sand whisper in the night. Some years ago, the Shahzadi was stolen from her father's tent and sold into slavery to a Tuareg prince, who in turn sold her to a renegade Frenchman, a trader in hashish. His name was Delil. Ah, (laughs) you know the name, Effendi? Uh, Well, I've heard it somewhere. Go on. This Frenchman took the girl to Kabilak, where he said an Americani took her from him by force and restored her to her father. Mm-hmm.
2: Who was this American, my friend?
3: It is whispered among the desert tribes that he is an honored guest among the Tessalas, that their chief, Ibrahim el Talak calls
2: him friend. Well, what is all this preamble to do with Malik Bashar and the girl Amira?
3: Presently, Effendi, presently. This Americani has been described to me. So, well, what does he look like? He is tall, like yourself. His eyes are gray, as are yours. He has over the left eye a small scar. Uh, similar, in fact, to the one I see over the attendee's own eye. So, yeah.
2: I might even be taken for the man, eh? It is
3: quite possible.
2: <laughs> You're a fountain of information, Ali. But get to the point. What of a mirror?
3: A year ago... The he disappeared a second time to reappear as a captive slave in the caravan of a Mogrebi sheikh in Egypt. The Mogrebi
2: Allied to the Beshawins?
3: And Amira probably stole to Melik
2: Pasha and used by him as a decoy, a go-between in the furtherance of his plans for an uprising. Hmm?
3: All things are possible, Effendi.
2: Speaking of El Malik, are you sure he's not
3: been seen in Aswan? One can be sure of nothing but death, friend of my heart.
2: You say contact between El Malik and the tribesmen is made through the girl. How's this done?
3: She dances nightly in the coffee house of one Yakub in the street of the silversmiths. Those who come to ally themselves with Malik Pasha's jihad are taken to her in in their chamber.
2: I see, and she relays these reports to El Milik.
3: Yes, Cassie. The messenger uh, might be intercepted. To what end?
2: We'd learn nothing more than we already know. Oh, I have a better plan. Tell me, have you been
3: in this coffee house? I have, Yassid. And did you see any Wadi Faregs among Yaqub's customers? Of Beni Wasels, Matsids, Maghrebians, and Beshawins? There are always many, but I have seen no Wadi Faregs. Good,
2: good. And listen. Tonight we visit this coffee house disguised as Wadi Faregs. We go to report to the Shatali the willingness of our tribe to join Malik Pasha in the jihad. Mm-hmm.
3: By Allah, Kase, my friend, you look the part. Even to the stench of camels, the disguise is perfect. You are a true son of the prophet. (laughs) Practice makes perfect, Ali. Where is this coffee house? As I said, in the street of the Silversmiths. It is not far. Ali,
2: were you to try to locate arms and munitions cached somewhere between here and Cairo, or are you taking care of this end only?
3: I know nothing of such things, Cassie.
2: Oh, all right, let it go, let it go. We'll look into that later. Just now we'll concentrate on the coffeehouse. You're armed? A knife, Yassi? Yes, right. We may need it. We're being followed. Followed?
3: Oh, you mean those men walking behind us? Yes,
2: four of them. They picked us up right after we left headquarters. Hmm. I'd like to see what they look
3: like. Then let us await them. Here, under this archway. Right. Followers of El Melik, I suppose. It and... is likely... Though none wears the burnous of the Bishawin, do we speak to them?
2: Let them come close, then we'll take them by surprise.
3: I understand.
2: Now. Salaam alaikum, Arabi. Ye walk late, my brothers. We walk when we please, friend. Then if it please my brothers, we shall proceed together, as it appears we go in the same direction. We walk not in dark streets with strangers. Then go your way, and we shall go ours. Behind
3: you. We like not the stench of sick camels in our nostrils, nor the sound of stealthy feet at our backs. Let those who would conceal their movements speak thus. them, my brothers, kill this pine dog! <laughs> <laughs>